What is up, folks? What is going on? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, a Happy Festivus, whatever holiday you celebrate, and we certainly appreciate you sticking with us and checking us out for our final episode of the Year of Our Lord 2021. My name is Mike. I am the host of America's Hometown Horror, but as always... I am not alone in this endeavor into podcast adventuring, and I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-hosts. So esteemed. So esteemed. See, I don't forget anymore. And uh, that first esteemed co-host is sitting next to me, Kat. What's up? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Ready for 21 to uh, be over with, I think. Although 2022 looks like it uh, might not be that much better as of right now. we'll see. Yeah, well, I, get, you, uh, I got my boost, so yep. we'll see. Yeah, you got the boost. You got yep. that uh, that that additional shot, huh? Yeah. How's your armpit feeling? It sucks. Yeah, I yeah I know you haven't been feeling too good, but it seems like the worst is behind you, which is good. Yeah. And I'm, yes. not, I'm not looking forward to getting mine next week. I'm sure I'm gonna feel like shit. You you will. Uh, anywho, the other esteemed co-host, the esteemed motherfucker that's sitting across from me is our buddy Andrew. Hey, what's hey-o. up? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Andrew in the house. Andrew in the house. It's from Always oh Sunny. God. Go for it. Oh, okay. I am a year older speaking. Yes. 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 Happy belated. I am in my Jerome Bettis year. 36. The big 36. Yes. Don't call me the bus. Do you care to share with our listeners the uh, fun adventure that we had on your birthday? So you we spent a great time at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. Yep. Did a little sports betting. We went down there on Sunday because my birthday is the day after Christ our Savior's birthday. Uh, so me and him have a little bit in common. A little bit of, hey, little yep. bit of a bond. I mean, we're both handsome devils. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm going to hell for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we went to Mohegan. We spent the day. We bet on some... Football didn't go very well. I actually have never lost more money in my life. Like, not, no, I've, I've lost more money at the casino. I've never gotten my ass kicked to the level that I got my ass kicked mm. this weekend. Usually, you know, you get, like, one nice win, and then you ride that till it's gone, and then you're, like, doubling down on it. But this was just constant, like, it was as if I was just taking my money and throwing it in the trash, which mm. is essentially what you're doing at the casino. Yeah. Anyway. Honestly, I feel like the majority of our bets that we placed were were over with within the first five minutes of the game. I mean, we bet the Patriots straight up. They fucking got their asses kicked. That game should have been way more out of hand than it was. We all bet the Redskins, me, you, and Seth. Uh, that game was 21 nothing five minutes into the game, so that sucked. Maybe thank God, thank suck God for the Raiders. <laughs> thank and, God for uh, the Raiders. Speaking of Seth, hey, Seth, if you hadn't picked the uh, fucking Giants to uh, cover against the Eagles, we would have won a $2,600 parlay between the four of us. That would have yeah, been very nice. the other three in this party... Picked good. Uh, yeah. Picked good. We me, picked good. Uh, me, me, Andrew, and Craig all picked like, uh, the, the, the correct. No, no, me, me, Andrew, and Craig all picked the uh, picked the correct games. I picked the Rams. Craig picked the Raiders. You picked the Bengals. All yep. three of them smashed and covered. And then the uh, Giants. The, that's the pathetic New York Giants got their asses kicked in. Ugh. What could have been? What could have been? Could have ch- turned our whole day around. But why then we why also why not take the Bucks at Carolina or like we also could have gotten there. drunk and blown all of that money. That's also would have a distinct possibility. We, I would have taken that money and put it all down on like Jarrett Patterson to score a touchdown you first probably because I kind of did that already. That's definitely, anyway, definitely. So. Your I was like, you know what? I like mm-hmm. five thousand to mm-hmm. one odds. Yeah. 
Well, hey, I'm sure. Because that's me, baby. I'm the underdog. Yeah, so you are the underdog. Right. You are the underdog. So, hey, we had a good time for Andrew's birthday. Happy belated birthday to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. And, uh, yeah, hey, just to, just goes to show that, uh, you know, we're normal people outside of this podcast. So we do fun things. We and, are uh, degenerates <laughs> in every aspect of life. <laughs> exactly. So. Guys, so it's about to be uh, New Year's. About to be New Year's, which uh, gives me memories of... Uh, the last time I think we tried to podcast oh, on yeah. New Year's Eve, which was uh, It Follows, and we ended up having to do a second take on that because we were all too drunk after going to Red Two years ago now. Two years ago. How my, how Unbelievable, time huh? flies. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so 2021 is about to be over, as I mentioned, and 2022 is about to be upon us. Uh, if you'll allow me, can I give you a little bit of a preview of the slate of horror movies that we have on deck for the year oh. of our Lord 2022? I think the listeners would love to hear it. Okay. Love. So here, here are some options. Here are some options. And uh, then I'm going to ask you guys at the end which one that you are looking the most forward uh, to. I, be scream. Yep, I, I already know what yours. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be, Andrew, but just some options, okay? Yes. Uh, Scream, the that's, first one. That's mine. Also my coming out uh, next month, so we'll be covering that. And <laughs> Can't wait super to see excited. that. Oh, stop it. Uh, there's also a new movie coming out in the Texas Chainsaw franchise. It's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Ooh. it is a direct sequel to the original film that takes place uh, 40 years or 50 years after the original one. And it is going to have an old man Leatherface. Directed by the guy that did the Evil Dead remake and also Don't Breathe. That's Ooh. coming exclusively to Netflix in 2022. Do we know how old Leatherface was supposed to be in the first one? So I think he was supposed to be like in his early 20s or late teens. So, so he's going to be in like 70s. his late, like, like late 60s, early 70s, I think is what it's supposed to be. I don't know how anybody that much of a lunatic would still be alive after 50 years. You'd think he would have like accidentally cut his leg well, off. Well, it's like Michael so, Myers. He never dies. So they've, they've released I mean. limited information on this movie, but from what I've heard, <clears throat> the synopsis is that he has been essentially in hiding since the events of the first movie. And there's a group of teenagers that go into his town that essentially awaken him from his quote-unquote slumber and madness ensues. Interesting uh, concept for a sequel. I'll watch it because that guy makes awesome movies. Uh, Fede Can I Alvarez. have a guess? So what probably happens is the uh, teenagers go into the town and they start making fun of every local that lives there and making them feel like pieces of shit. Probably. Because that's usually what how these things happen. Yep. And uh, then they start having uh, premarital sex all drugs. over the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... Doing drugs. Yep. Drinking Leather alcohol. Leatherface comes out and goes, sinners! And he just starts chopping them yeah. up with his axe. Yeah, yeah very well. Oh, not his be. axe. Uh, his chainsaw. His, uh, chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we also have a new Jordan Peele movie coming in really? 2022. Uh, that movie is called Nope. Just the word Nope. That's the title of it. I feel like we saw that trailer. At some it point. stars uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who was the uh, main character in Get Out. Okay. Stephen Yun, who yep. played uh, Glenn in The Walking nice, Dead. Nice. And uh, somebody else pretty famous. I forget who. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, that, you know, anytime Jordan Peele releases a new horror movie, it's uh, of note. So I'm excited to see where that one goes. Hi, There's been Peele. no plot details and no trailer release. They I'm should sure just we'll call that movie. Yep. yep. <laughs> Guys, we also have Halloween Ends, the sequel to Halloween and Halloween Kills. Pass. Mm, gonna see it, but. Gonna see it, but. Limited not expectations. About it. Maybe, maybe. Mm, I know. Well, we should probably cover it on the podcast. We also oh, we have will. the uh, final, the quote-unquote final film in the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise coming called uh, Jurassic World Dominion. So this is going to combine the original Jurassic Park trilogy with the Jurassic World trilogy. So in this movie, you have Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard from the Jurassic World movies, 
as well as the original actors from the first Jurassic Park movie. Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. That's pretty uh, awesome. Also, B.D. Wong, who's been in the Jurassic World trilogy. So pretty much anybody that's been in a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie so far that's still alive is going to be in this. And this, of course, uh, takes place not within the Jurassic Park theme parks or Jurassic World theme parks. This is after the events of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, where all of the dinosaurs have been released into, like, civilization. Interesting, excuse me, interesting angle. Can I suggest possibly a better name for this movie? Sure. Seeing as it's the last Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Jurassic Park, I don't know, Extinction be a better name? Jurassic yeah. Park Cretaceous period? Well, that, if it said Extinction, Jurassic it Park end. Ice Age. You know what would be kind of cool? Is if like they kill all the humans and the dinosaurs are left, so the extinction is actually of the humans. Mm-hmm. And then they have a follow-up to that where it's like Planet of the Apes, but it's just raptors. You mm-hmm. damn dirty raptors. Yep. But I feel like they just want to <laughs> always leave it open. They will definitely leave this over. In, in 10 years, yep, gonna gonna, do somebody will want to revisit Jurassic Park. We're 60 years old, we're going to be seeing Jurassic Park if, yeah. 37 yeah. with our <laughs> walkers. Like, hey there. Which, so it, Jurassic Park <laughs> and Jurassic <laughs> World are, are franchises, right? Or one franchise. And we're going to talk. I, I have some notes on this a little bit later when we get into the movie that we're talking about tonight. Um, but I feel like we're going to be living in a time, at least for the next decade or so, where franchises are going to rule, which... Pretty cool in some aspects, but also depressing for independent movies or, you know, yeah. big budget movies that aren't franchises. Maybe have an original thought. Maybe like original this movie, movie that we're going to talk about tonight. But anyway, I digress. Cat, uh, we're also getting Hocus Pocus 2 exclusively yes. to oh, Disney+. Oh, I do. Plus. Yeah, that's so, so exciting. That's a shame. I don't have Disney+, Plus, so I, I can't know. watch that. We should cover that. Just saying. Right so you did one, that's one. enough. No, we're, we're, uh, we're also getting a new movie from Robert Eggers, who has directed The Witch and The Lighthouse. That movie is called The Northman. And it is a supernatural tale about Vikings set uh, hundreds of years ago. So sign me up. Color me intrigued. I like how he names all of his movies with starting with the. the. Mm-hmm. I bet the you it'll be. I bet you it'll be an animal on the poster for it too. Probably some sort like of animal. Like every Seinfeld episode is the. The. the yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, same with Sunny, right? Guys, we're also getting a Maybe. new, or actually some of them, most of them. Most yeah, of the, gang no. does XYZ, the gang does X Y Z. But they also no, the one, then there's Charlie gets cancer. Yeah, Charlie gets true. cancer. We also watched one last night. This is called Hundred Dollar Baby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah never mind. So yeah, they're not right. all like that, but uh, most is. most of them are like that. Yeah, the friends. one where Hundred Dollar Baby is that the one where uh, Charlie and D take, take steroids? Yes, and, then, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. we watched and Charlie goes into the Underground Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he doesn't actually make. Well, uh, anyways, keep we going. Digress. Keep going. We don't need so, to keep. So uh, we're also getting a new Evil Dead movie in 2022. Oh, cool. It's called Evil Dead Rise. Oh, maybe we can talk to Shauna with that one. Um, so I guess that is not supposed to be connected to the remake, but to the original franchise. So to Evil Dead, suggestion? Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. So everyone's doing all these remakes, like. You know how, like, in the early 2000s, they did, like, Alien versus Predator? Mm-hmm. Can we get something like that? Like, Evil Dead Rise Vader, and it's, like, Evil Dead Universe versus, like, the Star Wars Universe, and it's, like, zombies in Star Wars. Like, wow, that's a random pick. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, let's get a little unique with these things. Instead of just doing the same old bullshit, like, mm-hmm. let's have Leatherface versus uh, the fucking That'd stupid Scream cool. guy. Like, in, like, Mortal Kombat? That'd be kind of cool. Like Mortal Kombat, you can do all the scary like monsters now. Yes. Yeah. That'd like, be kind of cool. If let's they did tie a movie. in some universes. So. If we're gonna be going all universe driven, why don't we tie them all in Make and get cool. something? Let's get Make wild. Cool. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You just, Andrew, you just said a million dollar idea on there. I know. <laughs> Copyright that. You have to uh, include us in your payments if you uh, come up with that idea. And definitely call us. We'll write a screenplay for you. Andrew, we're getting a new <laughs> Hellraiser movie in 2022. 
Really? Ooh. Yep. It is a, uh, I guess, I, same thing, re, uh, sequel to the original movie. Or sequel the original. to the original. Yeah. Who's making that? Uh, David Bruckner, who did The Ritual, uh, Southbound, that guy. Yep. I knew you'd be excited about that one. Let's <laughs> fucking go! Sorry. Boom! You're all right. Andrew, we're also getting a movie that we saw a preview for before the movie we're going to talk about tonight that's called The Black Phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, We've seen, yeah. I've seen that preview a couple times now, and that movie yep. already on the must-watch list. So this is yeah. written and directed by uh, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, I believe is the other guy's name, if I didn't fuck it up. Uh, this is the exact same writing and directing team that was behind Sinister, which yep. I know is one of your favorite movies. Uh, this looks fantastic, and Ethan Hawke in it looks creepy as fuck. Ethan Hawke, like, belongs in horror movies, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's, done, he's done a good amount. He did The Purge, he's done Sinister. Yep. Um, what was that? Uh, Daybreakers, the the vampire movie that he did years ago. Uh, oh, yeah, underrated movie. But yeah, I know, he's, he's a very good actor, and he's been in some pretty memorable horror movies. Uh, he was also in... Um... No, never mind. Okay, wrong guy. Thinking <laughs> of the wrong person. Let, never mind. Uh, we're Scratch also that. getting, because uh, the Stephen King adaptations continue, we're also getting uh, new movies based on Firestarter, which is going to have... Uh, I think that was coming out this year. What is everything getting back? COVID. It's gone. The, uh, At least it's fi- not canceled. The Firestarter remake is starring Zac Efron. Ooh. And we're also he's getting... A stud. A, he's, he's, a, he's a stud. He's handsome. We're also getting a remake of Salem's Lot that is going to be produced by James Wan. Cool, yay! Oh, I was hoping you would say James Wan at one point. Salem's Salem's Lot is my favorite Stephen King novel. It is, I think, by far his scariest story, and I have faith in the fact that with James Wan at the helm, they will make this scary again. Something tells me that that's going to be an awesome movie. I can't wait. Can't wait. When? Can't wait. I, I'm not sure. I don't have dates for any of these. So for uh, I know. Uh, I know. Scream <laughs> comes out in January. Texas Chainsaw is February. Nope is July. Jurassic World is definitely in the summer. Halloween ends is definitely in October. Yeah. So is Hocus Pocus too. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, Northman, I have no idea. Evil Dead Rise, no idea. Same with Hellraiser and the Black Phone. But they I think, said I think Black Phone Black is Phone's like soon. I think that's yeah. soon. I think they actually put yeah. in there that it was like February fourth. Yeah. Okay. Salem's Lot, I have no idea. So Ooh, Black Phone, like Black Black Phone, we're definitely covering that one hundred percent. And then the last one, which I am, um, I'm I'm particularly interested in, is a movie called Prey, which is the new movie in the Predator series. This is a, I guess, a prequel. It takes place uh, hundreds of years before the initial, a hundred years before the initial Predator on Earth in America with Native Americans hunting and being hunted by the initial predators so that came to in Earth. like the 1870s? Is Something that like that. Around, maybe around like Civil War time, maybe a little bit before. Well, that would be more than... Oh, yeah, no, that would make sense. Yeah, so oh, so over 100 years ago, but, but basically like a period, a, like a period piece oh, predator that's movie. That's a good idea. Interesting idea, right? I like yeah. that idea because they, they're kind of one of the same. I, I don't even want to say this out loud because then I was going to make you mad. The only thing that uh, makes me question this even a little bit, I'm definitely going to watch it, Prey is going to be exclusively to Hulu. Um, mm. Something tells well, me it's going to be uh, not extremely... Not as cool as it yeah, sounds. What's the word? Oh, woke for some reason. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah. still holding strong that Scream is your most anticipated yeah, release? Yeah, I think Scream and then probably the Texas Chainsaw after that. And then probably really? the um, James Wan Sam, Salem's Lot. Those okay. are my top three that I'm Andrew? looking forward to. And then Jordan Peele. I mean, that's that's a lot of good 
good movies coming out. A lot, a lot to look forward to. Yeah. I would say Black Phone. Nope. Oh yeah, Black and, Phone. And um, oh, Hellraiser. Oh, say yeah, Hellraiser. I can't even put them in a list. There's too many. Yeah. Like that's, but Black Phone is definitely up there because I've seen that trailer a couple times. Mm-hmm. That's either one or two, so it's probably the Hellraiser. Um, but now you're saying James Wan's doing the same. Yeah. Sauce, and I was like, is that the number one? I think that's gonna be pretty. I don't know. They're all. Most of those sound amazing, minus like Scream. And that, oh my god! And Hocus Pocus I've been Pocus looking too. forward to Scream so much. This is tough for me because I really, I honestly think <sighs> might be Salem's Lot for me overall. Yeah. Well, it might be Salem's Lot. Yeah. Favorite King book? Yeah. They never really got a yeah. proper adaptation. I mean, you get the Toby Hooper miniseries from the uh, the was it early 80s I think it was I don't know whenever it came out it was actually pretty good that was the one with like the Nosferatu looking vampires it was actually it was decent but then you get a terrible was Michael Moriarty in that Mm, from Law and Order maybe I don't remember all the actors names then you get a terrible uh, TV miniseries remake in like 2003 that had Rob Lowe playing the main character Mm, no thanks Rob Lowe Rob Lowe so yeah, I would say probably Salem's Lot for me. I'm also very excited for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that's an awesome idea for a sequel because, but also that it's been done with Halloween. So something tells me that I think I, honestly, I, 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 think, I guarantee you that movie. I'm going to go on a hot take. That movie's going to suck. Aww. And I, I think uh, I think I think Black Phone is probably going to at the end of 2022 be one of my favorites. That seems like one of the more unique it ideas. Actually... That's like one of the more original ideas that's coming also out. based yeah. on a short story by uh, Stephen King's son Joe Hill. Oh, that's oh. even cooler mm. then. Yeah. So well, I'm going to include that in my well. top uh, top top. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> top of the top to you. Top top of the top to you. Guys, anything else? <laughs> For 2022, that you guys are looking to expand on anything you want to do differently in the in the next year, anything looking, you want I'm to looking, accomplish, anything I'm you want to expand upon my friendship with you two, <laughs> and be the best friends in the world. Yeah, because we're the three best friends, friends that anybody can have. Like the Wolf yeah, Pack, right? Yeah. Good connection to Bradley Cooper for tonight. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, I, I think uh, I would like to continue to grow as a show. I'd like to continue doing more haunted attraction stuff. And I would love to finally give people some merch if uh, people were interested in that. I think we can do merch this mm. year. I think we can do that. Merch is, merch is going to happen. Can, uh, we can do that. We can, uh, we can, we can do, do, that. do some merch. Well, our one subscriber needs something, mm-hmm. so. We, we get some koozies. I'm, I'm I know, I know. Ooh. Am I going to make fun of myself? Oh, uh, you're all yeah, right. You're all right. Okay. All right, guys. We ready to uh, move on to our topic Du jour, yes. our movie of the night, what, which is yet again another 2021 uh, movie release. Notice there I didn't say horror movie release. Yeah, because it is not a horror movie. Okay, we'll talk yeah. more it's about Christmas that. Christmas time, we had to fill something. Yeah, I mean, hey, I feel like this was... It had the... It's po- okay, hold on, wait. This wait. movie had the potential to be horror-ish. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. Here, here's, here, here's what I'll nope. say. And th- this movie, by the way, is called uh, Nightmare Alley, which is the latest uh, offering from Guillermo del Toro. Which sounds like a horror movie. It's Nightmare sh- Alley. Yep, yep. So we um, we walked out of the movie theater last night, which, by the way, most crowded I've seen the movie theater in years, months, okay. or no, so maybe years. Even. There was maybe twenty people in the theater we were at. Not even. There was maybe fifteen people in the movie. So we were it was at. us three. There was the group of four in front of us. There was the four children. They us. left. They left a half hour into the movie and didn't come back. Yeah, because they probably just got came there to be like, "Hey, mom, we're going to the movies," and they got stoned in the parking lot. They were also, they looked a little young to be in that movie. Yeah, and I was they like, didn't what seem are you like the type. Here? I'm like, do you guys know what you're seeing? Because you're going to be bored like Did, did you Did you walk into the wrong theater? You're supposed they to be seeing Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna, supposed to be seeing The Matrix? No, but and I mean, they're yeah. like, hey, I'm too young for that movie too because yeah. I don't even know what that is. I think I mean in like the lobby area. No, there no, just the so mall in general. There was kids everywhere. I was I like, I miss 
there not being anybody. I was just annoyed. I was annoyed. I mean, hey, great for movie theaters. I'm happy to see that it was busy. But as a consumer of going to the movie theater, I was annoyed. The second we pulled into the parking lot, I was like, Jesus Christ. I missed it when there was nobody here. It's Christmas Christmas break. Yeah, I know. It's Christmas vacation. All the kids are home. They need something to do. So my, my point being, so we walked out of the movie theater last night. And we were talking about whether or not this movie is even something that we should be covering on the podcast. I know you guys both feel very strongly about this. So I I actually thought about this a lot today, and I was trying to think if this is the most non-horror movie we've covered, and I don't think it is. Here's some of the non... the things that could be considered to be non-horror that we've covered. I went back through all of our episodes, okay? Mm -hmm. This is in order. Uh, Prisoners. Wrong. Black Mirror. Wrong. Hocus Pocus. Right. <laughs> Godzilla good. versus Kong. Right. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that sounds like right. Right. Pan's Labyrinth. No. Right. No, 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 no. Maybe no. she has a point. Pale Man? Monsters? <sighs> One scene. Death? There are monsters. The fun? There are yep. a few I mean, the cut. There'll be monsters. monsters. No, There'll be monsters in the hoo. The way that the, the, ca- like the gore in that Yeah, alone? it's very gory. It's very gory. Um, Attack of the Pumpkin Beers, which I feel like doesn't count because it was a fun episode that we did. I'm sorry. So let's, let's, I'm sorry. What? That up. We did that. Remember the one we drank all the pumpkin beers? I called it Attack of yeah, the Pumpkin I, Beers. Okay. That was just that's yeah. That that's, doesn't count. We were that's drinking right, so beer, talking about beer. That's like that when we count. played Trivial Pursuit. I didn't know that's what I, I, it was yeah, called. Yeah, that one I didn't. I was like, called. is that a real yeah. movie? Attack yeah. of the no, Pumpkin I was, Beers. I want to watch that. Okay, final one: Ghostbusters Afterlife. I feel like that's not a horror movie, but it's it's kind of on it teeters on the line just because it's Ghostbusters. See, I, and see, I would say that this it's teeters super on the natural. Line. This teeters on the line of. Uh, no, I don't. I think don't this know. I don't on consider this a horror movie in any. Yeah, way. I agree. My, my my point being that this is not the first movie where we've covered. Oh where no, nothing we, we supernatural always, but, happens. But we also at all. we also spoiler, decided. Spoiler we alert, also we also went into this going. I thought that movie could have been. Very horror-related. Turns out it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. Right. So we didn't know. It's a new movie coming out. we got to fill some time. Airwaves, mm-hmm. the airwaves are just, like, wide open. We're like, put yeah. something in there. Yeah. Put it in there. Yeah. I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this movie had potential to be horror-related. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't it shows. Mark. It shows the horrifying nature of humans. Right, correct. Which same, same. I would say I would consider this like same thing. Does like the dark side of humanity very much like prisoners? Don't say prisoners or it's seven. Not even on a level as prisoners. No, I agree. no, 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 no. I'm saying like the dark side of humanity. I'm not saying like level of quality. I think like. Um, no, but I find no. those prisoners way more horrifying. Yes, than this movie, I, I this agree movie affects it. like this movie. This movie affects like maybe one, three other people. Yeah, I'm like one or two people. Tops. Okay, so well, I, I have some counterpoints people. to that, but I, I respect your opinion. Well, then maybe, maybe like actually, one, two, three, four, five, five, I guess. But two of those people, they're dying anyway. Yeah, right. that's true. All right, so I, I, was I, I guess more. my point yeah. is this is way more of a psychological thriller, drama film, neo noir. Absolutely, hundred percent. It is not a straightforward horror movie. But with that being said, I feel like with some of the content of this movie, some of the firepower behind this movie. As a horror fan, you may be intrigued to see this, as I was, as we all were to varying degrees, I would say. And I would say it's still something that is worth covering on our end. It's still something that, if you're a listener to the show, you it should be see. Covered, worth seeing. Yeah. I'd put it on like the level on the of like service. a more depressing version of Water for Elephants. 
I still haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, I've been in I really should, though. Yeah. Have so, you seen Big Fish? I kind of think I've it's... seen Big Fish. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get into that with my overall right. thoughts. So I guess before before we go further into that, I wanted to establish that baseline. So I'll, Andrew, I'll start with you with your overall thoughts on uh, Nightmare Alley, what you thought of it. Uh, I mean, obviously it was extremely well, extremely well acted. It was like an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. Even like the side, like small character roles were played by oh, great yeah. actors. Yeah. Like, um, see, this is one of those movies where I've only seen it once and there was way too many people in it, the characters, so I can't remember their names. But basically the, uh, the tough guy for Richard Jenkins' character. Uh, Holt McCallany, one yeah. of my favorite actors, the guy from um, Mindhunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Tench. Bill Tench. Bill Tench. That's all I know him from. Mm-hmm. He's also in Fight Club. He was in... Uh, he was in Fight Club? He plays like one of the guys that's in Project Mayhem and Fight Club. What else was he big in? Uh, he was in a really good show on FX that was about ten years ten years ago called uh, Lights Out. It was a boxing show, and he was the boxer. It was uh, actually really good. I remember that. Yeah, uh, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, like small, like ca- like small, like minor character roles. So he's much more of a he's character great, actor, but he's very very good. He you know plays who like I feel like same... should have been in this movie was like Renee Russo. Like she should like. I could see that. Kevin Costner, Renee Russo, maybe a little. Uh... Costner's too busy doing Yellowstone. Yeah. Apparently mm. that's a really good show. Uh, that's what I've heard too. I've never watched it, but I, I, I prefer Jellystone. Jellystone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like picking a Jellystone Park. Um, okay, what else? <laughs> great idea. Great concept for a movie. A little predictable. Um, mm. I feel like I'm not saying I could have written this, but I could have told you what was going to happen at the end. Would have been nice if it was a little bit different. Like I don't, I don't need like an M Night Shyamalan twist to these types of movies. Because, again, these are more, to me, period pieces. Yeah. Like, this is time, what was it, like, late 1800s? Uh, no, this was... Early uh, 19... This, uh, is, this was at the outbreak of World War II. So it's oh, yeah, 19, so it's 1941. 1939 at the beginning of 1941. Might as well be the 1800s, because the difference in time from now to then, which is... Let's just... Can we talk about that for a second? 80 years ago? Is that even the same planet? Where are these people I living? Know. It's yeah. so wild how much it's changed. But yeah, it, it is wild to, to look at. Yeah, to think yeah. that the things were uh, that fucked up like that, like that little length of time ago. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you could literally kill anybody you want, get away with it, and nobody knows. Yeah. And that happened like twenty years ago. You couldn't do that. You're gonna get no. caught at some point. No. Forty years ago, eighty-one. Mm, might get away with it. They might catch you. They'll catch you 20 years later Mm -hmm. when they find your sperm on some girl's jeans. But 1961 to 1941, 1941, I mean, that movie proves that you can just change. Mm. I'm just going to go join the circus. Right. (laughs) Like, I murdered my dad. Yeah. Join the circus. Yep, yep. Um, Awesome movie. Little lacking in, like, Del Toro does a good job. I feel like he gets people to sign on to these movies, and that's why he gets all these A-list actors, just because it's a Del Toro movie. I have some info on that. Because he brands it. And also, to comment on what you were just saying before, one of the nitpicks of the movie that I had was the fact that it was a little bit too predictable for me. Too predictable, and I'm not that smart of a person, so the fact that this was predictable should say something. Mm. It's almost like he kind of mailed it in. There was a lot... A lot of foreshadowing. I thought that very clearly he showed his hand to the for the plot. Yeah, but I there's thought. nothing wrong with foreshadowing if the foreshadowing is like a, a coup. Like it leads you somewhere else. Yeah. Like, that's no, no, no. Not... I, I, I agree with that. But I think it was a little bit too much was my point. So It, it did come on a little strong. I have a... 
slight uh, conspiracy theory to this movie okay. later on. We'll get to we'll that. So, uh, Kat, I know Andrew just referred to this as an awesome movie. What are your thoughts? I know you are a, a less uh, less on board the Nightmare Alley train than we are. So, I thought this was okay. Um, okay. It was alright. I feel like it's one of those movies where the trailer looked way better than the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of disappointing. But in the same sense, like... I kind of went in this blind. I didn't really do any research about what we were going to see beforehand, so I didn't really know what it was about going into it. Um, I mean, you guys were saying, you're like, oh, it's like a Sin City maybe thing. I don't really know. It's, I don't recall not, ever saying no, that. No, not Sin Like, the way and it was shot. I mean, I don't remember. I feel <laughs> so like it's a, I it's a, it's a it's a neo-noir film. It's so like Sin City, Sin City was like a noir film. As well. I, I believe the word noir, you're looking for is Pinot. That's what I was going to say. Pinot, Pinot, Pinot like, When you yeah. say noir, I say Pinot. Like, I don't know, think of I, I movies. Know. I'm aware. But um, I think it was okay. Um, Bradley Cooper was great in it, as he is in all of his movies. Ooh, um, baby. Not, not as good as Cooper. he is in other movies. This, but was, he this was, was, I think this is actually one of his better performances. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, no. So what's a better but, Bradley Cooper role? Um, he was better. Over, he, he was, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, uh, so American okay. Hustle. I mean... There's so many like he was better in American yes. Sniper probably. American uh, Sniper. I mean, there's a was lot he of American other movies. Hustle? Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the guy with the, the fro with the curly hair. That's the one with uh, Christian Bale and Amy oh, Adams and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Oh the my David God. O. Russell movie. He's in so many other movies. Yeah, I wasn't. Way I, I wasn't that this. big of a fan of American Hustle, but he was good in it. The actors were all good in it, but I didn't think the movie was that great. This will but. be a movie that he will not be remembered for. I At think all. you are entirely no. wrong entirely for that. Wrong, yeah. I think this is going to be the movie no. that takes Bradley Cooper to the Leonardo DiCaprio level, are where he starts doing me? these weird fucking movies where he plays more of like the villain. Um, also, by the way, A Star Is Born, uh, a maybe star his is most born? famous yes, role. Exactly. So they were actually. I so, didn't like that movie though. I'll, but that's I'll, okay. I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but. Basically, they're saying that this could be because he got essentially snubbed for all the Oscars he got nominated for for A Star Is Born. They're saying this could be the role that gets him an Oscar for best uh, best actor. I mean, it, it could. It he could. also was a producer. He was, very... he was also one of the producers in this movie too. So that with might Del give him a leg up. But um, he also, was great in this, though. I thought he was. He was, he was phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, well, to further that, I liked how his character evolved through the movie. That kept me interested in it from the minute that he starts to the minute mm. that he finishes. Like, I won't get into any spoiler alerts, but I mean, yeah. I liked the evolution of his character. I also liked seeing. Did he? I'm sorry. Did he evolve? He turned into he a or better. Or did he? Did he, he digress? Turned, he turned into he, a better con man, but less of, of a human. He, he turned into went, a bigger piece of shit than he, he started. He kind of went in the same. Linear way as a book, so he kind of started out like, like slow action, and then he went up and he climaxed, and he went down. And it was like the wow. climax. That's, that's amazing down. to hear from someone that doesn't even read books. See, I know a lot of stuff. You know I just books? don't read books. True. True. So he—that's exactly what he did through yeah. his through his whole evolution as character. Yeah. Um. It was also fun to see Clay from Sons because yeah, I Ron didn't even Perlman. know he was in it. And I was yeah, like, let's oh not my call God. him Clay. He's Ron Perlman. No, he's Clay. He's bigger Hell, than Sons Hellboy. of Anarchy. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I know. Um. But what I else? also sorry. I'll I'll finish my rant. Um. I did see a lot of parallels to the kind of fairy tale element in a weird way that they had for Big Fish because it's maybe it was just a circus element. But they had, I feel like almost Big Fish can be darker in the same sense as this was. But it wasn't. Was. No. It's not. 
it I isn't. Mean, it's more of a st- heartfelt, case. sad dramatic I mean, movie. This Big Fish is Besides, one billion times more optimistic than this movie is. There is no optimism in this movie. None. No, no. Okay, Where's the it's optimism? Not, it's not, no, I'm not saying it's a horror Big Fish is not a horror movie, but it had a lot of the same elements. Even to the point where I was thinking of what's-his-face's wife, the drawing, looked like... Um, uh, Tony Bonham. Collette? Xena? No, 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 no. The drawing Princess of... Um, wait, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Grendel's wife? Yes, 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 Looks yes. like... Um, what's her face? Bonham... Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. And I was sitting there and I was like, she kind of did in a weird way, like as a subtle reference, but I don't think Guillermo del Toro would necessarily tie her in anyway because that's more of a total, like, other universe. What are we talking about? I'm just saying. You don't think so? I mean, while I I never popped in my brain. It popped in my brain when uh, I was watching it. I almost said real big fish. Big fish. That's a never <laughs> No, popped she in had my the mind curly hair and the, like it, her her like profile kind of looked like. I, her. I see what you're Just saying. saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah. she also can look like whoever she wants to, depending whatever. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that I, I kind of had that weird fairy tale vibe when it came to the circus stuff because like he was chasing the girl. It was a very slow. More, it was burn. more. Like, it was more like an Aesop's fable, like a cautionary mm. tale, not necessarily a fairy tale. Correct. Yes. More okay. of a. Yes, I agree. Dark. I'm, I'm glad you brought that fable. up because I actually had that written down that you had said that, and that I feel like that resonated with me. This that was makes very much sense. a cautionary tale. Yes. And again, more foreshadowing. There's a scene where one of the characters is talking to Bradley Cooper's character, whose name is Stanton Carlyle. And she presents him with tarot cards, and it essentially lays out what the rest of the movie is going to entail, right? Yeah, like, stop. Yeah, yeah. stop doing listen. what you're doing, and he does not listen. So it is very much a cautionary tale. I mean, I, I just, this movie is incredibly dark, and it, you know, like a lot of movies we talk about, does not give you very much faith in humanity at all with some of the things that they do. And to think that a lot of this did actually happen less than 100 years ago, some of the things they do to people to animals it's just insane it's just fucking crazy to think about but um also um are carnivals and circuses like these like still a really popular thing like if that's the case like millennials get the fuck to work you cancel everything cancel fucking carnivals and cancel circuses they're fucking terrible to people they're terrible to animals fuck carnivals fuck circuses fuck them both um i've never been to a carnival where there's a dude eating chicken? Well, that well, is, obviously that is that's not happening. But think about like yeah. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. You think they treat elephants and tigers and lions and whatever well, the fuck and that's else? Well, the Tiger King thing. I mean, they Tiger all King, another the perfect example. Thing. I mean, I don't know. That's I. But like local carnivals with the zipper and the you know like the um, yeah. tilt a whirl. No, I I, I I feel you. I understand that. But I mean, like, that's so fun. I, I I hear you. I guess my point I is like, like the exploitation of people and the exploitation of animals is something that I just I fucking can't stand and I have no use for it. Oh, I don't, yeah. I, it's obviously not as egregious now as it would have been a hundred years ago and as displayed prominently in this movie. But uh, I just I, I I have no no use for them. Um, but this movie is beautifully shot. It's gorgeous to look at. The aesthetic of this, I don't, I, I, Kat, you might have seen me play these games. I know you don't play very many video games. This reminded me a lot of like bi- the Bioshock game series, yes. very much Art Deco. Yeah. Very like it, gorgeous is aesthetic. It Art Deco, Art Deco who, style. Who, who is Art Deco? 
to Art Deco is uh, is uh, is Ben um, Ben Deco's brother. Art Vandalay. <laughs> yeah, Art Vandalay. Yes. Yep. Just kidding. Um, it's like a period in. Yeah, it was basically a yeah. You much. probably know more about it than me, it's right? Okay. Yeah. That's it okay. came from the Decathlon. Um, it's a period, like the Renaissance, Art Deco. Yeah, and then I, I guess Rogue. Rogue involved in that, or is he more a part of the Impressionist painting? He was. Impression- I swear, Impressionism. He was that was a period. Mm-hmm. It was. Yep. Twas. Impressionism. Monet. Andrew also touched on this already, but I feel like it has to be repeated. This is just an absolute murderer's row of acting talent in this movie. It is incredibly well acted from Bradley Cooper all the way down to the small roles. Um, there's a stat I found in here when I was looking this up earlier. just incredible. Uh, my man crush on Bradley Cooper is widely known, and he was fantastic. I'll just say that again because he's the fucking best. Kate Blanchett was awesome. As uh, Doctor Ritter, she was great. I just hated looking at her. I mean, Sorry. She, but she was just a great, a, like, per, a, per, like a <laughs> villain that you like, love. She looks hate. like the man in the mountain in New Hampshire. She... Jagged ass face. Like, who's cheating on Rooney Mara with that? Um, I didn't. I'm sight did not think that Kate Blanchett looked bad at all in this movie. Really? Oh, oh my god, I felt like she. Looked but like, I guess she I... like makeup. <laughs> I felt Rooney like... Mara, no makeup needed. Classic beauty. She was very good in this I as love well. Rooney Mara was also very good One in this. One of my crushes. Um, also, that, kind of that Audrey Hepburn. I feel like so he, was uh, wait, Will, I... Willem Dafoe was great. Uh, David Stephen was great. Tony Collette was, uh, was great. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go I was going to say, I feel like Kate Blanchett looked like a Muppet. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Cool. Right? I feel like her mouth is She may be listening and she may be... Are you shaming her? Kind of. I mean, I yeah. said she looked like the man in the mountain in New Hampshire, so what am I saying? I say she... Anyway, I've always mentioned that, uh, I already mentioned this, excuse me, but uh, any time that Holt McCallany shows up, uh, in this case playing Richard Jenkins' bodyguard, I am on board. And speaking of which, like, yo, Netflix, can we get some more fucking Mindhunter, please? Not happening. No, apparently not. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. this time. All right. So, uh, one more question before we move on. Yeah. So, I'm not going to read, we've covered a lot of movies in the show this year, and uh, movies from this year, I mean. So, I guess if I had to... Looking back on all of the movies that we've seen this year, would this rank anywhere near the top, anywhere near the bottom, anywhere in the middle for you guys for things that we've seen this year? Andrew, I'll start with you. Uh, not counting horror movies. I'd put this in my top five for just regular movies that yeah. came out. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, if it doesn't if it doesn't include horror it's not, movies. It's not a horror movie. It's, it's, like it, it, it has elements, movie? like you yeah. said. I think it's it's one of those movies that I would usually watch. I wouldn't recommend going to the theater to see. You don't need to see it in a theater. And not many it's people highly, have, by the way. And that's highly unnecessary. You can wait till it comes out on a streaming service, or you can rent it. It's a good movie to sit down, but it's long, mm. and you're going to want to take some pee breaks yeah. in between. Oh, so. for sure. It's a very long. I was I was crossing my legs at the yeah. end of this movie. I was like, whew. <laughs> what about you? Towards the top, towards the bottom, in the middle? I'd say I, I very much agree with Andrew that it's not a horror movie, so I would say it's... I mean, I would watch it again by myself at home, mm-hmm. a, a second watch, because I thought it was so good enough for that. I have this in my, my I think, top five. Um, I would say, okay, questions. Including horror movies? For, for, for the movies that we've covered in the podcast this year. I mean, Really? Okay, so Spiral from the Book of Saw or Nightmare Alley? Spiral. Spiral. Really? Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> for, for, are we doing horror movies or what are we like, talking about? In, in general. Oh, movies we've seen? Yeah. Spiral. Done. Uh, I, I still think Spiral is a better movie. Yeah. This movie, okay. I had too many. I, I think my expectations were. 
I agree. A little too high for yep. this week. Last night in Soho or Nightmare Alley? Last, Last night, night in Soho, Soho, not even a question. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Antlers or, La- or, uh, Antlers. Or, or Nightmare Alley? I go with Antlers, too. Okay. Yeah. VHS 94 or VHS Nightmare Alley? VHS 94. Okay. I go with Nightmare Alley. Night, uh, malignant or nightmare. Malignant. I'm gonna go with nightmare alley on that one. What? Yeah, you didn't, yeah, I know. Yeah, you didn't well, see it. Oh, we we're not yeah. gonna talk about that. We didn't that. see it. That. Uh, the Fear Street trilogy or um, nightmare alley. This nightmare alley. I agree. Fear Street. That's trilogy. where the line is about for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch. Switch. Uh, Candyman. 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 Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place Two. Quiet this, Place this Two. This is way this better. Than Quiet Place Two. Oh, come on, you guys. I, I don't even think the first one was that good. Uh, so. Conjuring Three or this. This better. This is better. Yeah, I guess I'll go Nightmare Alley for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Not even gonna do that. Yep. Uh, obviously, this is better than Halloween Kills, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Halloween so, smells. Okay. Yeah. So it falls probably somewhere in the middle for most of us. Okay. That's all I wanted to establish. But just as where far we as non-horror movies, top five movie I've seen this year. Yeah. What else have you seen other than this besides? I've uh, seen so much stuff I can't even remember. I know. I'm like, you're asking him to remember a whole yeah. year uh, yeah. of movies he's seen. That's Dude, so half rude. the time I'm high or drunk. Oh, <laughs> so rude. Are yeah, you me? It's so not rude, rude at all. Rude. How rude! rude. <laughs> oh. All right. So here's some trivia about the movie before we uh, we keep moving along here. So uh, the movie is written, directed, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Uh, it is based on a 1946 novel by a guy named William Lindsay Gresham. And it was also adapted into a film in 1947, which was of the same title, uh, Nightmare Alley. Starred uh, actors that I, I've never seen movies that they're in. Tyrone Power, Joan Blondell, Colleen Gray, and Helen Walker. You've never heard of Helen Walker? Mm, no, not really. Something wrong with you. I'm sorry. Okay. Who it is? Uh, Del Toro has <laughs> gone on after this movie's been uh, you know, up to production and after it's been released to say that this is not a uh, remake of the movie that came out in the 40s. But a readaptation of the original novel. Uh, this movie has been well received by the critics and lots of Oscar buzz, which I know we talked about this before. Uh, lots of Oscar buzz for not only Guillermo del Toro in terms of like directing, and this might be nominated for Best Picture, but uh, Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, and Tony Collette are all getting like buzz for they really acting category. Fantastic job! I would actually even argue William Defoe too. Uh, William. Yeah, he was Will M. Defoe. Jesus, what a moron. Um, however. Uh, this movie has had the misfortune of going up against Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Uh, and that movie has since become the first COVID film to earn over a billion dollars at the box office, which What's is Spider-Man? insane. I mean... and it's Spider-Man, huge character. I'm, that doesn't mean the movie's good. Could be. I'm sure it is good. Uh, and this is coming from a guy that wanted to, to see Spider-Man. But as of this recording, this movie is only made, and this seems incredibly low to me, but I looked it up as of today, as of this recording... It's only made $5.6 million at the box office against a $60 million budget. Yeah, you know why? Because you don't put movies up against stupid Marvel movies. Mm. What are you, stupid? Why are they doing that? Why didn't they wait till January? They probably would have done better. Actually, they wouldn't have. No one's going going to see movies anymore. People are only going to see Marvel movies. The only reason the movie theater was packed last night was... uh, What is The Matrix 4 done? I'm curious. I bet you it's done dog shit. You could look it up. I could, but I, you know, I don't Wait. have the wherewithal to do it. I'll also, yeah. to be fair, the name of this movie does not represent what this movie is. Well, it's the title. Of, it's, Most, a, it's the title of the original uh, book. There's, also, the original. Movie, there's that, also a movie called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which has nothing to do with that movie. No, but I know what that is about because I know enough. You've seen of, it. No, well, yes, but I also know about it before I go to see it. This is so obscure. Mm. 
that like people are gonna be like, I don't know what this is next. It's really not that obscure. It's I a movie like... that's a remake that's directed by Guillermo del Toro with all of his acting talent. It's okay, really not except... that obscure. Time it's out. just a matter of people being interested enough to go see it in theaters. I feel like the boy in striped pajamas is something that you see in, like high school or something, or you know about it like at some point, like in in your life. But like, so you know going into that what that's about. Mm-hmm. This movie. I had no idea what this was about. I didn't know it was based on a book. I didn't know it was based on whatever. Like, Guillermo del Toro, fine. Mm. Like, that's all great. But, like, I feel like it's, the title of it is totally misleading to what it actually is. Were those worldwide numbers? That's, I just Googled Nightmare Alley box office to date, and that's what came up. So, Matrix Resurrections yeah. is at $69 million worldwide. That's insane. So, is this worldwide? I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't know. It's but probably, it's not a movie that, like, the, see, that's the problem with movies now, which this is what drives me insane, and that's probably why most movies we go to see suck, because they're geared towards a stupid audience. Niche, oh, not, I would that, say a niche audience, not a stupid audience. <laughs> these they're movies? targeted yeah. towards No, 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 no. these people. movies, I'm not, I'm talking about Matrix Revelations and uh, oh, the Marvel oh, movies I, are I geared see, towards, I see, I see. and I'm not going to yeah. dumb it down. For some... <laughs> no. These are the type of movies that should be made and should be put in theaters. Instead, we get riddled with this... It's just so over-CGI yeah, movies. You, you are well, taking even, the words right out of my mouth. We, we've yeah. been watching trailers of the new movies that we go see in movie theaters, and it's like the Marvel movies. It's like this one, that one, this Not, one, this one. See how many making, are coming out in 2022 because... Yeah, but can you right, blame them? They're right. making billions so much of dollars yeah. off these movies. It just gives me no faith in humanity that people would rather see those stupid movies than a nice, wholesome, depressing right. movie like this. Can you pull it together? <laughs> yeah, Jesus I mean, Christ. You, you guys kind of uh, buried my lead here, but that definitely Sorry. is, I, I feel like, no, it, it's fine because it's the same point, but it's uh, not to, to be the old man screaming at the clouds. This is very much indicative, the, the budget comparison between this movie and like a movie like Spider-Man. Of course. It's, it's indicative of the overall problem, I think, with the movie industry today is that everything is a superhero movie or some sort of franchise. And again, as I mentioned, this is a guy that was very much interested in uh, wanting to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Maybe not There's too so many much. superhero movies, though, and there's different movies like this that are not getting enough eyeballs. And just as exemplified at the movie theater that we went to, there were three showings of this movie all day. One o'clock, five o'clock, and what, ten o'clock? And there was 15 people at ours? And there were uh, maybe 20 showings of Spider-Man throughout the day? And you have that fucking new Sing, that movie, animated Sing, Sing movie. Too. That's out yes. now, too. So I would like to see that. And again, I understand it's Christmas vacation, so kids are on vacation. It's very much Christmas a family vacation. film week. It's This is not going to make a ton of money. It's, it's just not going to, which Here's is no. depressing. Here's the problem. It should, it should have. It should, this is a movie that come awards season. Is a big People one. are going to be like, oh, this sounds like it's pretty good, and it's getting nominated for all these awards. Maybe I should go see it. And that's when people are going to watch it. It's going to be one of those But it won't be in theaters anymore. It'll be on the streaming network. Because the problem is that people want to watch a movie that they can stare at their phone for 50% of the time and still know what's going on. And then pay attention. Oh, yeah. Guess what? The Green Goblin, he's still gobbling Spider-Man's dick. But if you're watching this movie (laughs) and you miss 10 to 15 minutes of it. I see what you did there. You have no idea Mm. what's going on. That's why I didn't. Actually, that's probably untrue. You probably still have a semblance going on because there's a lot of. There's a lot of it's, feed. It's this was not. This was a not a very confusing movie. This was definitely like I feel like everything not was confusing. But there was there it, was yeah. You had to pay attention. You had to pay attention. But you also could miss. There were ten to fifteen minutes of time and not. 
there were several times where I was like, I really should get up to go to the bathroom, but I was like, I really I had to start miss... pee. I had to pee 20 minutes into this movie. I, yes, I, and I, I was like, I, I really don't want to miss anything, though. This movie, this movie did, for me personally, keep me on the edge of my seat, and I'm sure it did for you two as well, because I also had to pee, and I was like, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm there's a good, something. I'm afraid I'm going to miss right, something. I don't know if exactly. it's a good opportunity to get up and take a exactly. leap. So that's a great, right. what a, what, that shows what a, what a great film. That is a testament to the quality of the movie, I think, I think, right? Yeah. Because if you're involved. Captured. Now. Could you have missed parts of it? Sure. Mm. Did you want to? No. 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 You didn't want to miss any of it. Pop quiz. Do you remember the name of the actor that plays Clay Morrow in Sons of Anarchy? What? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Oh. I was like, what? So this is uh, (laughs) Ron Perlman's seventh collaboration with Del Toro. Three Hellboys. Three Hellboys. Uh, I don't know them all off the top of my head. I just had it down as his seventh one, but also he's there. Uh, I guess Del Toro is directing a Pinocchio movie next oh, year. Fine. I actually, that I would love that. See, that. see, now that's the type of movie that Del Toro Should. will do that mm. I want to watch because yeah. it's animated. What he what he could do with it's that? Animated. Done. No, Done. That's, that's, that's even better. You think that's better? It's fucking Pinocchio. Yeah, that's true. Should be animated. Okay. Oh, what's better than the original if it's not animated, animated Pinocchio? That would be even weirder. Do you ever hear that weird fan theory? Weird fan theory that Donkey from Shrek is actually one of um, the people from that island, uh, Adventure Island. Oh, Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island in Pinocchio. And that's how he's part of that universe. Oh, interesting. I didn't know about that. Listeners, I would say look it up if you're interested. That sounds extremely interesting. So hold on, wait, let's hash this out here for a second. Wait, that's from Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter no, Pan. Yes. Pinocchio. Pa- yeah, Pinocchio. Pleasure Island. Wait, no. Pinocchio. No, Pinocchio is not from Peter Pan. That's from. That's from Pleasure Pino- Island. Pinocchio is from Pinocchio. Pleasure Island is from Pinocchio. They gather up all these children. They all turn the donkeys. And they take them oh, to the right, island right, right, where they're right, right. playing okay. pool, smoking yes. butts, drinking yep. beers. Yeah, I Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would have like gone. Fun. Looks like I fun. thought for some reason it was in. Pe- yeah. So hold on a second. Let me think here. So Ron Perlman was in Hellboy. Hellboy Two, which is called the Golden Army. He was in Pacific Rim. He was. That was a Del Toro movie. Yep. Uh, did they make a Hellboy three? They didn't. Was no. he? He must have been in Pan's Labyrinth. He was not. He was not in Pan's Labyrinth. Who? Ron Perlman. No, he wasn't. What other Del Toro movies are there? Shit. Shape of Water. Uh, uh, Glorious Bastards. That's a that's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I'm you, you, you can Google it, but this is Ron Perlman's seventh movie with Guillermo del Toro. Uh, and uh, sorry, Pinocchio will be their eighth collaboration. So they've actually been in eight movies together. Does it say who is he's he going to be? Geppetto? I was just going to say, is he, he should be Geppetto? not be Geppetto. It's, it's, Geppetto it's on. It's on IMDb. I would suggest that uh, our listeners it look it up. What's the cast name? Speaking Giuseppe? of the number Giuseppe. eight, he should be Giuseppe. Speaking of the number eight. There are eight actors and actresses that have been nominated for Oscars starring in Nightmare Alley. Bradley Cooper, That's Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Mary Steenburgen, and David Strathairn. Eight of them. So it just goes to show, as we said, this is just a murderer's row of acting talent. I think actually every single one of those people that I mentioned, nobody phoned it in. They were all great. They were great. They had, they had quite the cast. Quite the cast. Pete was my MVP. Yeah, so he's he was he was good. I actually had him in for one of my categories as well. Um, also, fun fact: Richard Jenkins and Mary Steenburgen uh, were a married <laughs> couple and stepbrothers. They should have yeah. been a married couple in this. It would have been funny. It would have been a really funny callback. And uh, last but not least, this is not the first time that Bradley Cooper has played a character that's in a freak show, as he played the lead role in the Broadway production of The Elephant Man, where he played uh, the Elephant Man 
also known as Joseph Merrick. William William Hurt in the David Lynch movie, but Bradley Cooper portrayed that character in Broadway. I didn't know that he was on Broadway. That's awesome. Mm, Did not know that either until today. Good for Bradley Cooper. Guys, I, I really, there's no way to discuss this movie as being scary, correct? No, not at all. No. It's nope. scary in the fact that you can see how far humans will go to save themselves. Or to make money or to exploit people. To do anything. It's, yeah, I, I think the it's just, horror it's, is, it's bleak The horror is how bad we are as humans. Correct. As people, as animals. Correct. Yeah. We don't belong here. We shouldn't be allowed to do anything because we suck. Like, I think for me the most disturbing and scary, not even scary, but like, disturbing and bothersome depressing parts of the movie are revolving around the geeks that they they keep in like the way Willem Dafoe's character (laughs) explains how they lure them in and then what they do to them and then how they use them to eat animals in front of crowds just to make a buck and then when that that one with the one the one with the head injury that's dying, and they just take him to a Salvation Army and leave him in an alley in the that's rain. That's probably the nicest like, thing they did in the entire might movie, have, Might have but been, then, to be honest with also, you. Also, they're conning people into thinking that they know what's going on with their life. Also, the hor- entire also time, horrific. Also horrific. And, you know, it just goes to, like, I think this is a very good, and, like, a, a lot of this stuff I didn't know about, like, Mentalists or mediums. I'm sure a lot of this stuff is still very valid today. Yeah, but that's like, why I don't if you are if you are enough of a genius to be able to memorize that code system and that's read people like system. that, yeah. like you, like you can make some serious money well, and constantly look at John Edwards. <laughs> well, they do that or on, like, uh, on South Park. They do a, a yeah. little parody of it. Yes, yeah, he's a con. Artist. He's like, so he's you have con. this on, yeah. and you're like, I know that you have problems with whatever, and blah 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 blah. And yeah, and they, and they make like, like it's just. It's, oh, I, I just thought it was also depressing too. Like they make a very big comparison, like the fact that so Kate Blanchett's character, Doctor Ritter, is also a psychologist in this movie, and they're equally both as much of con artists because as that, the other ones. Because at that yeah. point in time, the science and the, it yeah. wasn't up to that yeah. level. Like, you were, they psychologists were at that point in time probably thought of as con artists. But if you think about that in, like, a larger sense. What? Are think about, think about like, just like they're a bad, <laughs> think about how they're a bad people in every profession out there. There's probably bad psychologists that have taken advantage of people like that in real life across time. Like um, since the Have you ever seen Nightbreed? Or Knight, uh, the the Clive Barker. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Nightbreed. That's yeah. Nightbreed, yeah. The psychologist yeah. is the serial killer, and yeah. that is played by... Uh, remember who know. directed that movie? Nope. Uh, fuck who? Uh, Clive Pass. Barker? Uh, he directed the Possessor? Jerry, uh, Possessor. Oh, uh, Cronenberg. Oh, it, Dave, was, it was a David Cronenberg, David Cronenberg, and David Cronenberg uh, plays the serial uh, killer professor nice. in that movie. Very the psychologist. Nice. Very nice. So it has happened in other movies. Was there a scene that you guys to, uh, found to be uh, your favorite in this? Obviously. Okay, what do you got? So I have uh, two favorite scenes. Uh, One is when they're doing the flashbacks. I feel like you're going to have my favorite things and, as well. And yeah. um, it's towards the end of the movie, and it's uh, Bradley Cooper's with his dad. Oh, this was so cruel. And he just basically <sighs> tells him she doesn't fucking love you rips his blanket off of him, mm-hmm. opens up the window, and lets his sick dad just freeze oh, see, I, to death. I thought he said, I've always fucking hated you. Well, he might have... It was something. I don't... like. Yeah. See, that's why I like subtitles, because yeah. I can't fucking right. hear. Yeah. So I don't know what exactly he said, but it was something cruel and hurtful, and... And hey, I'm going to open the window and, and let you fucking yeah, freeze you may, to you death. May, you may hate your father, but... So Would you ever up. just open up the window in winter in 18 yeah. fucking and he's 74? He's already frail and old he's frail and, and, and take dying the blanket and, and warm yourself up mm-hmm. with it? 
That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes. And then the other favorite scene was the one where uh, Bradley Cooper gives Pete the wood alcohol. Yeah. Or did he? 100% did. Well, he did. Well, no, it wasn't no, no. intentional. It was intentional right, because you, they show... Uh, well, what's his name? Hands. Willem Dafoe explains the box system to him very in depth. Mm-hmm. Right. He runs up there and he clearly. As, I knew it as soon as he picked it out of the crate. I went, he picked the wood alcohol. Right. That's in the yeah. right. That's the, if I know that and I don't even live in this universe, mm-hmm. he fucking knows that. Also, he killed his father. Yep. He was willing to do yep. pretty much whatever for the self gratification of himself because he basically got shut eye, which is what Pete talks about. Mm-hmm. Don't get shut eye because that's where you get shut eye to the truth. Your sh- your eyes are shut to yeah. the fact that you don't know anything. You're just living in your own illusion or delusion. See, basically. I I also thought that was intentional, but I feel like the way it was shot, it was meant to be ambiguous, which I actually liked a little. I thought the bit way it was more. shot made it intentional. Oh, see, I thought it was because I thought, I thought, thought that they had some faith in the viewers, knowing that if they had shown both boxes, yeah, and he had been like confused, like yeah. Uh, and then he just grabs one. But as soon as he goes into the guy's bedroom and he puts the bottle down and he just picks up the book, his, like, all his notes and stuff, he's reading them already. He knows yeah. that he's going to drink this. Yeah, see, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that. But I feel like the way, like, the way, because obviously he, like, Willem Dafoe clearly tells him, like, okay, like, red caps, good, blue caps, bad, or whatever, vice versa. Like, you know, and so he knew that. But I don't know. I just, I thought. For someone that's that smart. Yeah, that was intentional. I think so too. I mean, I, I obviously think it was intentional, but I, th- I just thought it was meant like Del Toro left it to be ambiguous. But we disagree there. Kat, so what was your favorite part of the movie? Kind of like a two part. Um, so when she's in, when Molly is in the car, saying mm-hmm. that like she knows when she has enough electric current, and she says to stop and whatever. Also, tied to the part, which is my favorite scene. Yep. I'm just saying that's that's the that's the part that's tied to my favorite scene. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, where Molly's being electrocuted in the new sense with Bradley Cooper's design and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then the cops come out and Bradley Cooper's going to the cop and telling him all of these things. And she's just like, wow, what is he talking about? Whatever. Yeah. Like that. I liked that whole tie in a weird way, yep. it seemed very organic. See, I had this as my favorite scene, too. I thought I'm that was sorry. fantastic. No, uh, it's okay. We can talk about it That's together. Great. Yes. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that, like, obviously, he, like, you know, police show up to the carnival to bust them for using that geek. Yes. For an illegal show at a carnival, and he uses his newfound skills that he basically has only learned a little bit, and it just goes to show like how much of a natural he was as right. his character to be able to trick all those people and everybody that works at the carnival is just watching him like in awe. Yeah. Now, like, was this before wow, this he really kills good. Pete or after? This is This is before. At, no, this was this after, was after. He killed this Pete. was right after because he, oh, he it, was, asked, it was it was right after. He knew yeah. this yes. was the time to strike. He this was yep. his yep. it's almost as if he orchestrated the whole he, thing. He immediately the well, cops? He immediately yeah. he immediately calls asks Rooney Mara's character to leave with him right after yeah. this happens to start his show. Cause, right. Cuz who called the cops? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I didn't even think about it. I don't think he has a phone. I don't even think anyone has. I, I mean, think that guy. I think. Phones. I think that guy. You think, knows what's going on? Do you think Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper's. Co- Bradley Cooper is a sociopath, psychopathic genius. That's do you think what he, he, you in think this he movie. called the cops? Could have. 
That's an interesting Maybe he angle. set it up I for didn't himself. Even think of that. Because he was so calm when they came and asked, knew what to ask for, where's the search warrant? And warm? knew where to go like, and what nope. to do when he's like, the cops are coming, I'm going to take down the banners, I'm going to throw the chicken in the thing, and I'm going to do this, then whatever. Like, well, the other knew. guy told him to do that stuff. but. Well, I'm sure, but in the same sense. But he like, was just very ready for it as he if was. he knew it was happening. He and also he seems like he, he's very much presented as a character that performs under pressure. Right. As evidenced by also one of, I didn't have this written down, but a great scene is when he's doing his mentalist act at that nightclub and Kate Blanchett's character calls him out and has picked up on the code system that he has. Oh, that was part of my other thing. So, okay. We but can that's talk, okay. We can, we can talk about, we can talk together. about together. Well, if we go back to the scene that we were talking about for one second real quick, um, when the cops are coming and you hear the alarms and they're coming and he starts beelining it for, for a brief second, you think that maybe he's getting found out for killing his father because you know right. he killed somebody. That's right. what exactly. I thought initially. That's yeah. what I, I thought, thought initially. Too, yeah. Yeah. And then how he turned it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say about Kate. So my favorite quote was one of the things that Kate Blanchett said that said, how do you know there was a pistol in my bag? Mm. And then he goes into how he did his... Then she's like, yeah. oh, so I'm your mark. And then yeah. explained how she was holding her hand and how she was holding mm-hmm. the purse. Clutch and looked the, like it was heavy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I honestly thought... Um, I didn't have this written down. Another one I didn't have written down. But um, the interactions in Dr. Ritter's office between Blanchett's character and Cooper's character, both like just awesome acting. The yeah. two of them together playing off each other. That was great. Um, but I also, I thought, just the way this movie built up, especially at the end. And I thought the second that Richard Jenkins' character was introduced into this film, the tension ratcheted up to a fucking 11. The, immediately he shows up, take off this, take off that, take off your watch, remove your cigarettes, yeah. no lighters, this. We're hooking you up to a lie detector test in the fucking 40s. This guy's big time. I knew something dark was up with him right the fuck away. But when it reaches that climax, and again, I mean, we've been spoiling, but spoiler alert, um, the, cli- the quote-unquote climax of the film where Stan is revealed to be a fraud when Ezra essentially goes to run and feels that she's a real person, Molly's character's a real person, um, and then Stan bashes his fucking nose into his face. That was so aggressive. Oh, um, my God. That that's, was a I'm Spoiler, that's my best death. Yeah. I, so that was actually also my best death. Uh, but I don't know if you have a different one, but shout out to uh, my boy Holt McCallany getting run the fuck over by the car twice. This oh, might be this him, him lifting his arm and his yeah. arm just falls in half. That was gross. This Which, again, my... hey, Del Toro movie, this was gory. Very fucking gory. This may be my second favorite Richard Jenkins movie. Really? The first one was Let the Right One In. I thought he was phenomenal. He was great. Oh, that he was awesome. Great in that movie. He played that. a very good role in that yeah. movie. He was awesome yeah. as the... But, yeah, yeah I mean... He's awesome. This, the the acting in this movie, you can't talk yeah, enough about. Yeah, well, I mean, they they hired a huge cast. Mm, mm. I mean, the cast and was they amazing. They clearly spent right. They sure did. Speaking of the cast, uh, cast leads to characters. Favorite and least favorite. Let's go rapid fire here, Andrew. Least favorite character. Your favorite and your least. Favorite. All right, my turn. I'll go first if you'd like. Um, I really loved for my favorites, Zena and Pete, the couple. Fantastic characters. Yeah. Um, awesome. Again, awesome acting performances by both of them. We were talking about Andrew before how underrated David Strathairn is. He's good in everything. Tony Collette's fantastic in everything that she's Yeah, in. she's great. And they were very, very likable together. 
even though uh, Pete was a horrendous drunk and, you know, Zine is giving Bradley Cooper hand jobs in bathtubs. Doesn't right. seem like they have the most functional marriage, but both very likable characters. I'm going to go with uh, Bradley Cooper was my favorite character. And, wow. oh, shocker. Absolute um, fucking slime ball. He was my least favorite. Really? Yeah. And, uh, that's coming from a guy who has, again, a huge man crush so on Bradley nice Cooper. He's so nice to look at. I don't know. Yeah, he's beautiful, but in this movie, he's a total slime ball. Um, well, him and Willem Dafoe both suck. Oh, God, yeah. Kate Blanchett sucked. She's yeah, a bitch, too. I like and, her. I liked uh, her way more than Bradley no, Cooper's character. No, no way. I would have... Well, if we were going to do cast replacements, can I say No, that? We're, not, we're not doing replacements. Not we're just going to do some info. No, not at all? Good. No. No, no, no. All right, fine. Um, yeah, she sucked. I thought that she was annoying and she was my worst character. Worst character. Okay, Andrew, favorite and least favorite. Um, Molly, favorite. Okay. Rooney Mara just, she was the straw that stirred the drink. And you want to marry her too? Not even that. No, but like, (laughs) she was everything that was good in Bradley Cooper's character. The most morally righteous character in the movie. Her or or maybe actually Ron Perlman or the little person that was uh, Ron Perlman's best friend. Perhaps, but I'm sure they've done some bad stuff in their life. They're Mm -hmm. carnies. She was raised by carnies. Mm. And they had such an affection for her because they're... she seems like she is like just the the good in everybody is her. She wanted to get out so many times, but let she yet she never left Bradley Cooper's character till I mean till it was way too late. Right, like right. she yeah. stood by him the whole time because he promised her everything. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's the biggest piece of shit in this movie. His huge, character huge is piece the worst. Of shit. He kills Pete. Who he essentially becomes, which I thought that was interesting. Like I he think killed that was, him, yeah. And then the fact that he became him at the end, because I'm pretty sure if Pete didn't die, there's definitely a scene where uh, Bradley Cooper's character is watching Pete get some alcohol from Willem Dafoe's character, mm-hmm. and he says, "Your wife said no more." I remember this. And he gives him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he leading Pete to become his next geek? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that would be so much Willem more depressing. Defoe, that would be that, so, so I much thought more the depressing. end of the movie would have been better if it was still Willem Dafoe and he was the guy that turned Bradley Cooper into the geek. Mm. Like after he told him this whole time. Well, I, so we actually, I think we talked about that after we, when we grabbed dinner after the movie last night, but I feel like that would have been, he would, Bradley, I mean, I mean, the character at the end of the movie wasn't fooling Bradley Cooper's character anyway, right. but I feel like it would have been so much more obvious for the audience if it were coming from Willem Dafoe at the end of the movie. It would have been. It was also the fact when you watch the movie, yeah. like if you if you think about the movie in retrospect, Willem Dafoe is the biggest piece of shit in this movie. He has no empathy or care for any other human being but mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, I mean, he really is. Right. He's worse than Bradley Cooper's character, but to what extent? Right. Barely. They're both shitty. All right, so let's talk some cast stuff real quick because I think this, this is probably one of the more interesting things that I saw here, okay? So um, obviously you get Bradley Cooper, a big swinging dick in Hollywood right now. It's nominated for all kinds of Academy Awards to play the lead role of Stanton Carlyle. Stanton Stan Carlyle. You know who was originally attached to this movie to play that character? Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't even know that, but oh, I, I would have taken him 100% because this is almost like Bradley Cooper's Shutter Island. It's... It's Close. that's actually a great yeah. comparison. That is a fantastic comparison. Well said, Andrew. Leo would well have been said. really cool. Though. Leo would have yeah. nailed this role. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I actually, I, I, I think DiCaprio better. might have been better. Yeah, I think. Oh, I DiCaprio. DiCaprio's a better actor than Bradley be real. Cooper. So he that's what I was saying. This might be Bradley Cooper's movement towards more real serious, like 
legitimately serious, depressing mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Get ready for it. DiCaprio did the same thing. You got The Revenant, Shutter um, Island, Inception, Leo, which was I feel like can transform a little bit easier. I think Bradley, Bradley Cooper can do it, too. He's got a bigger face, but he can still do it. I think Leo can Leo can morph anything. roles a little bit easier than Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley Cooper is just capable both, as an actor. I think actor. they both are talented enough to do it. I think they're both talented. Co- Cooper can I think do it. that Leo is easier to shift. If you had seen no, because you're just going based off facts. Because everyone used to think Leo DiCaprio was like just some like no. cute guy, Heart like Rob. yeah, no, no, Titanic, no, no, no. Well, and then he did the Aviator or whatever the stupid movie was called, not the Aviator. Um, catch me if you can. Oh, catch me if you can is a good movie. You're it is, but he like, was no, playing like Inception, a very just yeah. similar role. Once he gets to Inception, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Shutter Island, yeah. that's when he starts to become who he is. That Bradley Cooper hasn't done that yet, in right. my opinion. And this could be his. Yeah, I, I, I would argue that he's actually been underrated in a lot of the early actually, movies in his uh, career. Basketball place, Diaries, uh, Place Beyond even... the Pines. He's awesome in that. That's movie. Bradley Cooper. You talking about Bradley Cooper? Or I'm talking about Bradley Cooper. Oh, DiCaprio okay. killed it. He's done. He's already on another level. So I mean. I think, you know, Bradley Cooper, obviously, he's in Wedding Crashers. That was his first major role, and he plays a total douchebag in that. He's a villain. Um, he's fantastic in The Hangover, the best character in the movie, probably yeah. other than Alan. But let's um, get but to But then, a yeah, you get into, role. like, Place Beyond the Pines, American Sniper, American Hustle, uh... Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. I love that movie. What else? And then, so actually, so we were talking about, you know, the, 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 the swapping of DiCaprio with Bradley Cooper. So, you know, obviously, Cooper stars in Nightmare Alley. Uh replaced DiCaprio. So there's a movie out now as well that's, again, another indie movie. Not an indie movie because it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. So it's not an indie movie, but this movie's called Licorice Pizza. And it's, again, going to be nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. It's supposed to be a fantastic movie. Licorice Pizza? Licorice Pizza. Interesting. (laughs) It's a coming-of-age romantic drama comedy movie. And uh, Bradley Cooper took over the role that DiCaprio was supposed to play in that movie. Interesting. Which they're talking about. Uh, Brad Coop, Bradley Cooper has less than ten minutes of screen time, and he might get nominated for a Best Supporting Actor award. Which he'd like, be like the third actor in history to get nominated for an Academy Award with less than I ten minutes of screen why. time. It's because DiCaprio is too busy fighting global warming while oh. he rides around his mm. personal jets. Yeah. I kind of like how you just nicknamed mm. Bradley Cooper Brad Coop. Brad Coop. Brad yeah. Coops. I kind of like Coops. It. <laughs> uh, You know who was originally slated to play Molly Cahill, uh, head of uh, Rooney Mara? Give me a couple. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Nope. Mm, you thinking? You're thinking too close Anne to her. Hathaway. Too close to. Too Rooney close Mara? to a brunette pale girl. No. Not, so it's not. Not, not, not Anne Hathaway. No. Uh, the other girl from Wedding Crashers, the redhead. No, they're not all from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Who's the hottest musician in, in the world right now? It's a female that's been in a bunch Taylor of movies. Taylor Swift. Nope. If you say Demi Who's Lovato. The, I don't know. Lady, Lady, Gaga, Lady, and Ge- Gaga? Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lawrence. No, well, Lady Gaga and Bradley Lady Cooper Lady Gaga again? should have been the Camp Blade Blanchett they role. They both have jagged board. stone faces. Oh, I guess. I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, so Pete, the guy played by David Strathairn, you know who he was originally uh, supposed to be played by? Nobody, because that guy's a phenomenal actor. He's, he's great. Um, League of Their Own. But uh, it was Michael Shannon. Michael <sighs> Shannon. Interesting. He's, he's been he's like been a in a guy, few. He's, yeah, he's more of like del, he's del killing things. people. Yeah, that would be a reserved role for him. Wasn't not as much of a psychopath. Man? He was the Ice Man. Yeah, he was the Ice he man. was the Ice Man. The Ice Man. Yeah. Hey, Ice Man. <laughs> the Ice Man. No, yeah, that's he's he shouldn't be someone that he's a guy that's in strength. Like he mm-hmm. could play the Bradley Cooper role if you. Yeah, but I mean, Bradley Cooper. Let's uh, let's talk the ending of this movie really quick here because this was my biggest nitpick. Um, is that, and we've talked about this a little bit, was that I thought that the ending 
was telegraphed very early on. Um, I saw I all of uh, Stan's interactions with the geeks when they were in the or the one geek when he was in the cage and he was with them a lot. I, I thought that they spent a lot of time focusing on that relationship for it to not be meaningful. So I actually kind of saw that coming from a mile away. I also saw uh, Dr. Ritter, Kate Blanchett, betraying Stan, but I thought the reasoning for it would be a little bit more twisty and mysterious than it actually ended up being. Turns out that just the time that he insulted her at his nightclub show, she held a grudge and was like, fuck you, I'm going to ruin her. you. I good love for her. that. I love the fact yep. that she did that. Yeah. More power to her. And it turns out, by the way, so I mentioned this was based on a novel from the 40s and also made into a movie in the 40s. Um, this is essentially the exact same plot. I was going to say, because you From know the what? book. It the reads... exact same plot, like nothing changed. Like if you look up the plot synopsis for the book and the plots, the plot synopsis for this movie, it's the same. So I'll, I'll go back to what I said earlier about the whole like, you know, action climax. Book thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Falling action. Falling action. Whatever. Falling climax. Yes. Bookie thing. Same yep. thing though. You know, with that whole thing that you just said. Like, it, it yeah. reads, it, it's yeah. a movie like a book. It's yeah. exactly like the book. Yeah, I mean, obviously like, it's a little bit more gruesome than the the original movie it? or the book because, you know, Del Toro. I mean, this movie was gory as fuck. Bradley Cooper gets his ear, bl- ear blown off. Richard Jenkins gets his nose punched into his skull. Yeah. I feel like if he had his Holt ear blown off, gets run over twice by a car. Like, a bullet in his head. But I no, mean, no, they show uh, they show a chicken getting uh, his neck broken eaten, and head bitten yeah. off and eaten. Like, you know, this is pretty gross. I think might have made a better ending. What's that? Is if during the course of this movie we find out because Molly doesn't know who her parents are. What if her parents are Zena and Pete, and she finds out while they're waiting in the car to do the ghost scene that Bradley Cooper actually killed her father, and then uh-huh. she feeds him wood alcohol, and he dies in the car. She gets out, walks down the alley, and that's why it's called Nightmare mm. Alley, because that's the alley. It just would mm. make more sense if there so was more So the thing that I picked idea. up on, the reason it might have been called Nightmare Alley, or not the reason because it was, the, the, because the that, was one, that was one of the terms that they used, that Willem Dafoe used, to describe where you find the person that you turn into a geek. Yeah. Nightmare Alley, right. like, so that, that sure. basically, so that, again, foreshadows the ending of the movie, right? Um, but yeah, I just thought that the... I thought it was going to be a little bit more twisty of an ending, which I feel like we've been conditioned as a movie-going and TV-viewing audience in, in 2021 that everything has to have a twist. And I feel like that is not necessarily... That shouldn't necessarily be the case. I, I don't know. I, I just... I thought there would be more, but the more I've thought about it, that does not take away from the quality of the movie. It was a straightforward story that made sense. It progressed well, and it ended the way it ended. So that's my thought. All right, so I know we talked a lot about favorite scenes, and I feel like a lot of the favorite scenes might have uh, tied in with some uh, big deaths in the movie, but does anybody else have a, a kill in this movie that we haven't mentioned yet besides those big three that we've talked about? Between include, uh, Richard um, Jenkins, Holt McCallany, and uh, who was the other one? Fuck, what was the other big death? Uh, Ger, uh, Ger, uh, Ezra? Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, that one, yes. Bradley Cooper's dad, that's a pretty fucked up death. Yeah, that one's really fucked up. I know we talked about that a little bit already, but uh That's oof, one of so the cruel. more that's one of the more realistic deaths in this movie. Like yeah. 
Being like, I hate you. I'm going to make you freeze to death. Yeah, and no mm-hmm. one's there to do anything, and then you just yeah. burn him in the, yep. the, the basement, yeah. and you leave, and you go, bye, yep. and I'm going to go start a new life somewhere else. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. All right. Fair enough. That's uh, a very good point. Is there any need for a sequel to this movie? I, I don't think, think, I think so. Not. I mean, I could see it. There's, I mean, but then it would just be like Bradley Cooper's life rehashed. Bradley over Cooper's again. dead. I mean, what is At the he, end of this movie, right? Does he go from the he's, geek he's, to like? He might as well be dead because he's gonna yeah, be he's a turned geek. into a geek. Yeah. Yeah. So what you could do is nothing because that's the end of the movie so and no. it's over. No sequel. No, no sequel. Yeah. And not a haunted attraction, not even close. Definitely nope, not. not. I wasn't even going to bring that up. I think the new thing I'm going to do is if uh, there's absolutely no way that a category works for uh, for a particular movie, I'm just not going to even mention it because there's no point in us saying, like, will it work? Nope. Okay, let's move on. Anyway, final thoughts on Nightmare Alley before we wrap things up. I mean, I would say to stream it, not to really go to the movie theater to see it, but it was it was definitely worth a watch. I would watch it again, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, run to the movie theater to go see it. Okay, Andrew? This movie, as soon as it becomes available on any platform, I will rewatch it with subtitles because I feel like I missed a lot because there's a lot of mumbling and it's a movie and it's a lot. You feel like this is a movie you could enjoy more on a rewatch? Always, always on a rewatch with subtitles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's not forget the importance of subtitles. I know everyone likes to make fun of people. Oh, you can't hear anything. No, No. I like to know everything. And that's all I'm saying. I wouldn't go to theaters. Don't waste your money. Not that you're spending that much money, but the popcorn's expensive. Mm. But watch this movie in the comfort of your home, your own home. You can take bathroom breaks. You can put subtitles on. Mm. It's like watching Titanic. Not <laughs> at all like watching yeah, Titanic. Of, she, you mean like you mean in terms of long. the length? Uh, yes. Titanic's like three hours long. No, it's like two and a half. This was over two. It's like watching wait, any Marvel movie. Wait, so the True. the showtime was at five. And this is also in the movie theater. Movie started, not, the movie yes. started at 523. It ended at 8.35. It ended yeah. at, yeah, it was fucking long. It was long. two hours and 12 it was minutes. very yeah. long. That's long not movie. that long mm-hmm. of a movie. Interstellar is way longer. Way longer. <laughs> way longer. Um, yeah, so I would say, um, yeah, if you want to wait for streaming, that's fine, because it probably isn't too far off. I'd but at this it. point, uh, you know, um, just because fucking spider-man comes out don't forget that there are other movies like this out there and you know broaden your horizons people go see something else but that's about all i have to say about that it was a good movie it was very good it's going to uh you're going to hear more about it come award season because you know everyone's going to be nominated for academy awards and people be like "Ooh, let's go watch this movie and people are like wow this movie's really fucked up and be like yeah well we told you yeah Anywho, uh, so yeah, I think that's about it for another episode of America's Hometown Horror. If you're interested in more of what we have to say and uh, more of our ramblings on movies, horror-related pop culture, TV, etc., etc., here's where you can find us on the following social media platforms. Or before social media, I'd say you can find us on our website, which is at ahhpod.com, ahpod.com. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just go on there and search for America's Hometown Horror. You will find us. We're also on Twitter, at Hometown Horror. And you can find us on Instagram, which is where we're the most active, at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also shoot us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, you can find us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now. Uh, but pretty much anywhere out there, we're there. So my name is Mike. I've been the host of this episode of America's Hometown Hari. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To you and yours. 
from all of us here at America's Hometown Horror. That would be me, Kat, and Andrew. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Adios, muchachos, until 2022. Love you guys. See you next year. And good evening. Otis, would you care to say goodbye to the folks? Ready to speak? Nope. He's just going to lay there. Sweet. He says, nope. He's going to say, Jesus Christ. Yeah, whenever, Jesus he, whenever you want him to say something, he doesn't say Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.